Hi everyone, this is John from 3D6 Down the Line. We wanted to let you know that we experienced a series of technical difficulties during the recording of this session. So unfortunately you're going to notice that there are a few awkward cuts and there are some spans of time where David's camera actually disappears. Um, after about an hour and a half of play, the issues became completely insurmountable and we had to stop playing. Thankfully, we actually recognized this at the time. So as a result, there is, there is no gameplay that was actually left unrecorded, which is a good thing. The, so you're going to notice that the episode actually fades out in the middle of a conversation and we were unable to say our normal goodbyes or uh, record our Dell detox afterwards, which is unfortunate. So normally we would thank our Conqueror tier patrons at the end of the session. So I'm going to do that right here and now. So thank you so much to G Tokyo Time, Matt Koenig, Chip Schultz, Terry Barner, Eric Lawson, Mando NZ, Faisal, James Doig, Robert Valdez, Eric Lawson, Grunt, Andrew Schroker, M.M., Michael Schilling, Stefano DiMaiolo, Underwires, Matt Young, Summon Toast, Adam the, Adam the DM, Jib Cutter, Scott Earsley, Mac Jack, Kick Maniac, and Dire Gru. Thank you, as always, for your continued support and to our Delver tier patrons as well. So apologies for the hiccups. We hope you enjoy this slightly abbreviated session and on with the Delve. Hey, everyone. Welcome to 3D6 Down the Line. It is episode 57 of the Halls of Ardenville Mega Dungeon Crawl by Richard Barton using the old school essential system by Gavin Norman, otherwise known as Necrotic Gnome. My name is John. I am the referee for the evening and going around the horn, we have a full house once again. Hi, I'm Mike. This evening I will be playing Brother Lothar, the Cleric of Odin. I'm David and I'll be playing uh, Holden, the level one mage. But for how long? For yeah, we, we got a little while at least 10 15 minutes <laughs> look as the dedicated uh, bone grinder of the group you're welcome Mike. <laughs> uh hi everyone uh i'm matt i play uh avaricios of epirenus the left hand of lision and uh what is level six cleric rub it in why don't you yeah bright everybody i'm i'm ted what, I'll do, be playing... huh? what? ah uh, I'll be playing Titus Valerius, the level one half elf who has done zilch, nothing. He has no treasure, no loot, no nothing, <laughs> no experience. He is the most is unexperienced character we have, I think. No, that is the group. We're, we're brothers in that regard. Oh, well, no, you and you and Lothar have done more than one episode, right? I only did one yes. episode, I think. Oh. Huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, then we're, we are brothers, Holden. I tell you what, when, when these other teams get back, if we ever join up with them, they're going to be very disappointed in the crew that every show is pulled together. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big fancy cleric. What the hell is this? Uh. Okay. Let's get started. So it is, we're going to start with the B team. Um, it is the 3rd of Jelenios. Uh, for the B team's timeline, they are actually at 3 p.m. They are the furthest ahead. Uh, of the three teams, technically. They are currently in the debouchement, uh, in the main chamber mm -hmm. of Thoth, uh, directly below uh, where the uh, the stairs of the pyramid uh, debouche into the dungeon proper. Currently uh, firmly controlled by the goblin faction of King Weskinum. Um, this group up on this level is under the nominal control of a lowly goblin sergeant named Bottleneck. They have just recently... Um, made a deal with Bottleneck to hire on 20 goblins to act as both backup um, military and as um, as uh, strong backs to hopefully carry the the uh, legendary vault 
stash out of the gladiatorial school to the west. Um, all eyes are focused on getting that treasure and exacting revenge upon the retainer that betrayed them, uh, Codswallop, uh, whose whereabouts are unknown right now. So uh, to refresh, you guys have uh, given them, in return for the 20 goblins, 500 gold. You've given them as collateral, Sam, Samantha the Red, who's agreed to stay here. Um, and you have made promises in the future of being able to bring them at least around like three wagons or so loaded with weapons and goods and other things that the goblins need for survival down here in the dungeon is what you've promised them. Yeah, Ted. Uh, the 500 gold you speak of, we already paid that. Yes. Like they have it. Yeah. So that came gold. out of our, our stash. Yeah. The stash that we moved from oh, the broken head. Okay, I'm going to record yeah. that. Now, I, I think there might be some confusion both amongst the group uh, sometimes because we usually, uh, and the, uh, probably the audience as well, we sort of inter we use the term stash interchangeably, um, but there are two different sorts of large hordes that we're talking about here. There's what, what I've been referring to as the stash is what has been recently taken by hand from the broken head, brought here to the debouchement and hidden and with uh, an excellent idea, I, I, I can't remember who, whose idea it was, but uh, to hide it in the David. secret, the David. secret chamber within the small pyramid that uh, uh, took you to Plunger Town, um, that is uh, as secure as anything can possibly be. Um, so that is the stash, and then what I've been calling the vault is the massive amount of unclaimed treasure that it lies in the gladiatorial school. So right. the stash is now just not too far away; it's just down the hall to the southwest. Um, and uh, first thing that we want to show everybody is Ted's wonderful mapping has paid off because take a look at that newly joined <laughs> map. Wow. So uh, yes, to the yes. south there. Um, oh, 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 my God. Oh. What just happened? What did you just what? do? What? Who, Talk who about swelling that? effect. Who did that? Control Z. Control, control Z, Z, please. Whoever did it, Control Z. Oh. Anyway, so the the B team, the B team uh, was the southern hey. portion of that map, and that got joined up with the um, a long time ago, the previous work on the uh, top half there. So the halls of Thoth are looking good. It did join up, um, and that's where we're going to pick up right now. So as the B team. We have Lothar, Holden, Titus, and Avaricios are uh, making their deal with the goblins. Um, okay. Actually, you made your deal with the goblins, and then you you walked to the pyramid, right? You teleported inside the pyramid using the special plunger sequence, and you walked out of that one-way secret door that left in, that exited out into the room where the green mist was, right? When you were exiting out of the room to the east you hear the magic mouths go off. And uh, hearing that, you see the doors open up. Ah. And walking through, you, you can't believe your eyes. <laughs> Out of breath, I think the first person through that door was Darius, who almost literally like just sort of pops into existence because I think his invisibility cloak actually expired right when, right oh, when you yeah. escaped. Um, uh, followed quickly by the rest of the B-team, and then a whole horde of starving, bedraggled <laughs> goblins also stumble through there. And um, everyone is sort of look, looking blindly around with smiles slowly spreading over their faces as they also hear the magic mouths, as we remember from the last session. Um, and then they turn to their left and they see 
the uh, actually I should say that was the A team exiting the door, and they see B team to the left, um, and uh, you guys meet up. You see yourselves. It's like Back to the Future. Amazing. Uh, so there, there's got to be one of those like running through the meadow moments with uh, uh, Avaricios and y'all. Uh, reuniting, right? Absolutely. Like they, those yeah. guys are, are are tight, and it's been a like he was he was really worried. They were worried about each other. What yeah. can I say? Like he, he, you know, crushes you in his arms, Avaricios, you know, and he's like, "You can't do that to my friend. I still owe you one." <laughs> I, I I had faith in you, my friend. I knew I knew you would be. Oh, what am I saying? I was sure you were dead. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mark um, is going to. Uh, be standing around going, yes, look, my friends, I have brought you here. The goblins are free. Here they are. <laughs> Making a big hoopla and show of the saving of the goblins and what a fine goblin he is. And uh, uh, why don't you all just give me all your money now kind of thing. <laughs> right. Sure. And uh, towering over everybody, uh, probably by quite a great deal, is um, the one and only Opior, who is a uh, uh, massive and uh, let's see, we are dealing with with A team. So that actually Yost is Yost is there too, right? So no, Mar- Yost, Yost is C team. He's Yost is C team, right? Yeah, I'm getting confused now. Yeah. Um, so uh, in this group right now, we have Lothar, Holden, Titus, Avaricios, Darius, Opior, Mort, Nyal, Mizophase, uh No, not Mizophase, Sorry, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. The eight- yeah. Eight of us plus twenty or whatever. How many goblins were down in there in the right in the pit? Okay, so there's this huge commotion and big uh, reunion, and you guys are happy to see each other. And you make your way back to the um, to the debouchement. Bottleneck is in the middle of telling the selecting the twenty goblins that are going to go with them and kind of giving them orders and supplying them, arming them, that sort of thing, and getting ready. Um, uh, with they know that you guys have a plan to basically wait for a little while. Um, they are stunned when you walk back in with even more of you. Uh, Bottleneck recognizes, of course, uh, Avaricios, I believe, would be the only one that he actually recognizes from before. But, um, uh, yeah. Oh, Avaricios was already there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, right. But, uh, Mort, uh, Nyal, like, Nyal and Mort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he might recognize Mort. I can't remember if that was a squeegee or Mort that he, he recognized him. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, okay. the, uh, uh, but they are even more happy to see the goblins come back. In fact, Bottleneck, he kind of peers through and he's like looking at them and he says, is, is that you, Harab? Larashim? Larakim? And uh, they're like, Bottleneck! And they and they kind of stumble forward and you can, at this point, you kind of really see the difference in the in how how uh, healthy the normal goblins are versus these ones <laughs> that you kind of brought out of the dungeon. Um, and, um, and they they exclaim they're like how was it how was the mission did you find and they're like Shh, no no we didn't we didn't no it was it was horrible the whole thing went south um and um and they kind of hustle them off and you know make sure that they're all good to go and everything like that and they bottleneck is um beside himself he can't believe that they that they were brought back and not only brought back but brought back by the AV club which is the one adventuring party that is that is moving around the halls of Ardenvul right now. That they actually have faith. That they actually like. Um, so this further seals the deal. So they are like, he's really like, oh, this is going to go so far with the king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David. Just before I can recall their um, shaman's name, Larkim. 
unfortunately I wasn't here last session, but uh, Upyar, before they like disappear into nothing, we just sort of like wink and a nudge as a reminder of the discussion they had about trading spells. Yes, yeah, she will definitely honor I just want to like, I want to like do a little bookmark and it may not be relevant right now, but I want to put a sort of a, a, absolutely. a pen in that for, yep. for him. I will, I will make a note myself. Um, spell exchange. And uh, some of us are carrying the B team, or sorry, uh, A team people are carrying some loot and things. Can we stick that, go ahead and stick that in the stash down here in the pyramid? If you like. Because I'd like to get it off my character sheet. So uh, the cool thing was, is that that, that conjoining was pretty obvious. The, um, for the audience out there and uh, the, the, the divergence in time was actually not that much, only about a half hour. So it was all basically perfect. What's even more is C team up on top is also about that about that time frame away as well. So after you have taken the time to redeposit some treasure uh, into the stash in the pyramid, join up with the with the goblins and uh, uh, have, you know do a happy dance and all that kind of stuff. The guards that are in the north part of the debouchement call out an alarm. Um, and they are, uh, as you see, and they, although not an alarm, but just sort of making note that someone is coming down. Um, basically anyone who comes down the steps, um, is probably been permitted since it's so heavily fortified up on top and lo and behold, look who comes down the steps, but the C team. Hey, we live, yeah. motherfuckers. We live. <laughs> you so, didn't think it would happen, but there were some barrels thrown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Mizophase, Yost, Elizabeth, and Breggy all make their way down. Um, the only one that the rest of the group would immediately note is not present would be Rin 2. Um, so there is some, some commiseration over uh, lost Rin, uh, but everyone's happy to welcome back uh, Mizophase. To welcome to welcome Mizophase to the group. Um, yeah, so the AV club is back together, and there's a whole shitload of you, and oh, huge, <laughs> a huge, a whole bunch. So there's a, a a little bit of bookkeeping. So permit me, if you will. Uh, this is what we're going to do going forward um, until things change up. Maybe is we're going to introduce the notion of what's called uh, character stabling. Um, this is a. Uh, not not a foreign concept in the OSR or, or gameplay in general, um, but uh, this is our own take on it. This is what we're kind of going to be doing. So when we did the party split, some of the retainers actually became PCs for convenience's sake. Those retainers now revert to being retainers once again. So that means Nyal, Elizabeth, and Yost all revert to the same status that Samantha is. So you you have your four retainers. They go back to the people that they were originally um, contracted by. However, that means Samantha is free because Samantha was Onward's retainer. So Samantha Samantha needs to be attached to somebody. David, that's fine if you want hold uh, one of your characters to do. It doesn't have to be Holden. It can be anybody. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't know what level is Sam because I don't know that any of us are high enough level for her. She's she's level she's one. one. Yeah, she's level one. Yeah. Yeah, she never got to do anything. Yeah. I think she's two. I think she's two actually. But let me check. Um, so regardless, uh, you have to be at least one level higher than your retainer. So first level character can't have yeah, none, of, none of mine could have her. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. So it's gotta be one of the OGs. So it doesn't have to be figured out now, but I'm just going to give you the quick rundown of what's going on. So, um, the, because of the goblins favor towards you right now and the overall security of the debouchement, the debouchement is going to count as a safe haven for specific purposes 
for the purposes of leveling up after resting, for resting itself without needing to set watches, and um, and switching out party members. This is the new element of uh, the character stable now, is that if you can return to a safe haven, which includes the Stabouchement, um, and the the actual characters are physically present there, you can switch out your main you can you can switch out your party makeup with different PCs. Okay, but going forward, the party is no longer split, so it can only be four PCs at a time with as many retainers as your charisma allows. Basically, we're going back to the original way that we played. You just have a larger pool of PCs to to pick from, um, but you can only switch out uh, whenever you uh, come back to the safe haven where the characters are that can be switched out, right? Um, right, like tagging and wrestling kind of thing? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, what yeah. it doesn't do, what the debouchement does not count for is converting treasure to XP, right? And that's a really okay. big setback. Um, that needs to be tied to a haven that is tied somehow to a civil, like a civilization that has, t- um, with a working economy, right? Because the rules as intended is basically that you're you're getting the experience because you're divesting yourself of riches in one way or shape or form that they can be found to have value, right? Like you, you know, um, you can't just like touch home base and say like I get XP for this. Um, right, so right. that means the broken head still counts. That means Gosterwick still counts, and there are potential places within Ardenvul where that will probably count as well, which you've probably heard rumors of already. So, uh, what is your plan right now? Do you want to rest? Is that the deal? Mike? Yes. <laughs> We're all going to go to bed as quickly as possible, John, so that we can assemble a crack team of Cod's Wallop Walloping PCs. Cod's Wallopers. The Cod's Cod Wallopers. Cool. All right, so bottleneck, um, they don't have much in the way of comforts here, so you're going to have to lay out your bed rolls. Um, you will have to provide your own rations. So everyone, please mark off a ration off of every single character, please. We don't have that. <laughs> You're all starving. Uh, not like long some ago. of the new level one guys had some. I have, oh, I have six see. rations on mine. That's a good point. Let me Lothar just. Lothar has four. Brother Lothar has four. Four on the other, so I'll knock down on OPR <laughs> and miss a face. Uh, and I'm holding a seven. So. We're fine. We're fine. Does anyone need a ration? I can give them one from any of them. All, yeah, all of my guys need rations. They're all down there, and they're all hungry. Yeah, okay, Morton, you have six, need so how many do you need? I need, I need three. two. Okay, so I'll give three of Holden's to Matt, and I'll give uh, I'll give two of my Sophies to Ted. So that leaves me with um, three and my Sophies. Three on OPR and three on Holden. Okay. Thanks, David. So everyone everyone just met you. Fucking you fucking scrubs. Okay. So uh you mark everything's marked off with rations? I just marked mine, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I marked the one that Titus had off. Okay, cool. So you pull out your bed rolls, a little bit stinky. It's basically like um it's rudimentary, but it is a party. Right. Um, you guys are very happy to kind of see each other. This is the first time that the, the AV club has grown exponentially. Right. There's a lot of people. Um, you kind of uh, raise a toast to those who have fallen um, not too far away from where you are right now. And um, and your new friends, the goblins, who are very, very excited. And they just they're basically assuming that you guys are all here because you um, your whole mission was to rescue these goblins in order to show favor to King West Keenum. So it's just it's fairly obvious to them. Like this is the way they're seeing it is, you know, is that yeah. the whole goal 
was to mo- get these goblins out of the trouble and um, in order to curry favor with the king. So obviously you're going to go down to go see the king. So it's like a big party. <laughs> uh, they're very as, psychic. As soon as Mort figures out that's how they're thinking, he will he will roll with that for sure. <laughs> Probably a smart move. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you marked off your rations. Okay. Uh, and you fall asleep and you don't have to set watch. You actually have, uh, and you're all exhausted. Um, not as comfy as a broken head, but uh, but you but you you get through the night without uh, you get through eight hours, I guess, because you you've got things that you want to do. Um, and so we get some hit points back. Yes. Yeah, so here, first of all, uh, everyone gains one hit point if you uh, if you were down a hit point. Okay. Um, and by the way, the yep. audience out there, I'm just leaving the B team monikers up on the screen until uh, we figure out what their final makeup is going to be, and then we'll pause real quick while okay. I do a little. Um, uh, overlay massaging. Um, okay. So everyone gains a hit point. Um, uh, level ups. Uh, the spotlight turns to Mike because Mike has two characters that level up. No one else does. Um, so first of all, Darius, uh, is the most in need of leveling up because Darius has so much experience from his, from his times down there in the, uh, in the beastmen areas that he is, uh, he has way more experience to even be above level four, but we have to pull him back because he's only at level two right now. So he is one XP shy of being level four and he has to play this entire session at level three. Um, cause you've got to enjoy every level. So, uh, you are now level three. You are one XP short of level four and you get two things. You get to roll for hit points, um, for Darius and you get to allocate one experience expertise point. So go ahead and roll for, uh, hit points. So hit points first, a D4, and then I have a plus one to my con. Sweet. What'd you get? I rolled a three. Nice. Plus one. So I have four four additional hit points. It brings me up to a total of 13 hit points for that character. Sweet. And where do you want to put your expertise point? I'm going to put that into... Wait, I need David's advice for this, David. Um, so obviously I'm invisible, right? Yeah. So... Hide and shadow is probably not the most useful, but for dungeoneering, hear noise would probably be the most useful. But to go along with the invisibility, move silent would be the most useful. I'm kind of like this. And remember, I'm going to raise, I'm going to get another point pretty much at the end of this session. So I'll be able What's to climb just out of curiosity, five not out of six. too much. Five out, out of six. Five, five out of six. It's max. So you're, caught, you're strong. So I would go, um, I would vote listening. If you are trying to discern a noise in a dungeon, there are many ways in which you might use your intelligence to do so prior to rolling for it. So I think move silently functionally is more useful than than listen, Mm -hmm. unless you imagine yourself just listening all the time, in which I think Ted is right. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And we do listen all the time, but here's why I think, right? Move silent. Move silent, yeah, because... You're an assassin, Exactly. When you like the whole reason why you got to assassinate Blondveg was because you were a flying, invisible, like, you know, death wraith, right? And right now, if I'm like tripping over my feet and hitting sticks and all the rest of that shit, they're going to hear something. So I'm going to do the plus one. Okay. I'll do that. Great. So what does it put your moose island at? That puts my moose island at two uh, two and six. Okay, cool. 33% chance. Fantastic. Next up, Breggy. Breggy uh, goes uh, just a straight up uh, levels up to level two. Yeah. So, so no uh, real change. I think it's a D six, right? Uh, for hit points, uh, I think dwarves are D eight, right? Am I wrong? 
D8. Oh, you're right. It's a yep. D8. Yep. Do you have a con bonus? Uh, I got to look. I only have one character. <gasps> oh, a seven. Nice. Oh, seven. Good <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm done. Uh, and I think he does have a con bonus. What team is he on? C <laughs> uh, team. So complicated. All right. I'm going to be really excited just to add that this whole like mosh gone. Uh, no, no con bonus, but uh, I got a dex bonus. But that will raise my hit points up to 12. Fantastic. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So that is the leveling up. Um, in the morning, uh, or I should say after the rest, I need to know the spells of a great many people. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's start with uh, Matt's people first. So give me Avaricios's um, and Elizabeth's memorized spells. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, anticipating that there might be a little trouble, uh, just possible. He's going to uh, uh, load up uh, two rounds of Cure Light Wounds for his two level one spells. For his two level two spells, he's going to do Hold Person and Silence. Mm-hmm. For his level three, he's going to do Locate Object. And for level his level four spell, Sticks to Snakes. All right. We got the full loadout. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. And Elizabeth. Okay, Lisbeth is going to pack um, Entangle, mm-hmm. Fairy Fire. Uh, what else do I have for her? Two more. Come on. Uh, uh, just one more. Uh, and Obscuring Mist for her level two spell. Obscuring Mist. Okay, cool. And also during that rest period as well, unfortunately, Lisbeth's massive muscles uh, uh, go back to normal after her heaving, heroic heaving of the bolt, of the uh, rock barrel. Um, that was awesome. Okay, and now I need to know uh, Lothar's. Uh, no, Lothar's still level one? Yeah, Lothar yeah. is like, uh, I think, 200 or 300 short. Okay, so uh, to David, we have Upior and Mizophase. So what are your memorized spells for those guys? Um, uh, for Upior, I think I will... Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess I will keep Skull Speech. Skull Speech, uh, okay. And- and mysophase, I am going to. You know what? I'm going to keep floating disc. Floating I'm going to keep both. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, that's really good. That's it's really good. Like, that is really good. For, for OPR, it's... I could do decay instead, which is interesting but contextual. For mysophase, I could do magic. I could do magic missile or shield, which are both great. But floating disc is better. Let the I mean, entire yeah. OS, let the entire OSR community <laughs> hear me now. Floating disc <laughs> is better than magic missile. No, that's a, that's a that's a no brand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so during that time, uh, going back to Upior, um, hmm. let's see. Let's see, I'm finding us. It's a big level. I got to scroll a lot to get to the <laughs> get to the uh, proper <laughs> thing here. Where are they? I think it was like okay, yes. So there. during that rest period, um, was it Upior? Upior was the one that, yeah, that was Upior. So uh, Lara Keem is uh, was entranced back then by your uh, your association with death, right? Sure. Um, so she's uh, she seems disturbingly attracted to uh, what your how well, you know what arcane magic you are in touch with, right? Sure. Um, she herself has no experience in that, which is why she is uh, so thirsty for knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you're relaxing, she does um, um, offer you trades um, if possible. Uh, so I, we can make this very, very simple. We can just basically, 
we can up oh, david popped out again I, I know you're there david but um the 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 uh the we could do a one for one trade basically so we can do like she'll give you a level one for a level one sort of thing um and you've only got level ones right so let's see um so she's a witch doctor sort of person so she actually has like a uh a mix of stuff yeah i don't know how much crossover there will be but i'm crossing my fingers is there um let's see I don't know if the, I, you know, the thing is, it's like, she's not the necromancer spell list is like very, very specific. It's very esoteric. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of a, uh, either a, it's impossible or it's a, uh, 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 education thing. I think adjudication rather. Yeah. Like as a witch doctor, is she is like, what is, what is her technical class? Is she a magic user? Is she like a druid magic user? Like, she's, a, she's, a, she's a monster. So it's like, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't exactly. equate like that in this edition. Um, is there anything vaguely deathly? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm just trying to see. Uh, these are also Osric spells. So I have to kind of see um, if there's uh, equivalence. You know what I mean? Here's uh, what I'll say that does not have to be your approach to this. If there's no direct correlation between two spell books, but you don't want to reject it outright, which you have every right to do, by the way, if you're like, well, it doesn't overlap, it's fine. I'm okay with that. If you want to do that, we could just roll as I would if I was rolling spells and see if there's like information traded, right? So I could roll a, what do we roll? Like a D6 or so, a D12 or something like that. And it could be like a, a randomization thing. I'm not saying that's the way you should do it. I'm just saying if if it like, makes your life easier, it's a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's see. Okay, if you say no as well. Altogether. Okay, well, one thing that she can offer you if you don't have it already, she has protection from evil. That is don't on your spell that. list. Do you want that? Don't have protection from evil, so yeah. Okay. Um, she also has... Uh, the, the problem is, is the way that they with the way that they have it listed here. I can't tell if it's like a cleric or a magic user spell. Anyways, this is what she's got. Oh, I'll bring up Necro. Okay, sorry. She she's got cure light wounds, um, resist fear. Let's uh, resist fear, protection from evil. Um, I think those are the first level ones. Augury, chant, uh, resist fire, dispel magic. And then she's also, and I guess her highest level spells is she's got dancing lights, shield. No, that can't be higher level uh dancing light shield ventriloquism invisibility and scare hmm. yeah none of those but protection from evil unless scare is on my list elsewhere which scare seems seems like it should be on it there it feels like it should be but i don't i see fear i think that's more of like an illusionist thing yeah I think you say she's like a witch doctor okay so does she does the witch doctor have that ting tang walla walla bing bang spell oh yeah <laughs> Is that, is right, that racist? So I don't want to spend too much time on it, but here's the deal. Um, write down the spells. It's impossible for you to actually be able to study the spells to know them for the next day because you basically have to spend almost the entire time to, um, to uh, uh, you know, to, 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 to learn them. Um, and then we're going to have to make rolls later uh, to see if you if you actually have the intelligence to actually write them into your spell book. Okay. For okay. sure. For sure. John, sure. Just write question. them down for posterity. Yeah. Uh, question about uh, Larakim. Would she be willing to be one of the 20 goblins that comes with us? No, they're they're in bad shape. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah, sorry. just thought Fair I'd question, but yeah. hurt to ask. Fair question, but yeah, they, they, they're exhausted and they're, they don't want to do anything but relax for a little while. Yeah, Mike. Fair. Um, so I have this belt of dwarven kind on Breggy, mm-hmm. which is a bit of an overlap it's and a waste. It's on me now, but <laughs> you, you already gave it to me. It's on, it's on missile phase now, but you can give it to anyone else you want it to. Well, what I was thinking was <laughs> is both Mort and Avaricios have um, con penalties. And if I we give it to one of them, it's an, it's a bonus of like five or six hit points. Yeah, if you just want to take away the gift you gave me, I guess we look, could look, do that. Look at Ted's face. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, no, I'm sure we could do no, that. It, it belongs to the girl we rescued. She's here. She's there. Yeah, Lida, Lida is there. Yep. Lida, Lida. Yeah, 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 yeah. For mm-hmm. sure, for sure. The, per, the the character I'm definitely not going to kill in the next session. <laughs> oh, what? Um, but you, you get a con bonus because of it too, right? I do, I do. But also, I'm totally fine. I, I, I need it a lot less than anyone else. So I'm very happy to give it to a character who's going to be in the fray more. I was just giving you giving you shit. So yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I have had it written on Breggy's sheet. I just didn't update it. I guess. No, you're fine. Um, uh, I mean, I have a 15 con. It just gave me an additional bonus because I have a low HP max. But who has a con penalty or has the worst con penalty? Because that's who should Both take Both Av and Mort have a minus one to their hit points from that. Mort's well, got an artifact. Mort's got the full Yeah, and yeah. It, gives you, it, it only gives you a plus, a plus one to con, right? So I still don't get a, any additional. Yeah, but you only I, need I, to I get would... up to nine, right? Don't you get up to nine and you lose your penalty? Uh, no, he is at what? Oh, yeah, he's eight. Oh, yeah, he is eight. That's kind of long. Yeah. Uh, well, he would. You ready for me? Yeah. Okay, I'll be right back. I mean, um, he's a six level cleric with 15 hit points. That's that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a six level character with 15 hit points. More is a crying for him, too. Oh, I'm so sad for <laughs> this, this 16 hit point character. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, and, and Mort's, a, Mort's a melee character with like 15 hit points. So it's kind of like, eh. I mean, who jumps into the frame more? Mort? I Mort mean, definitely got the one hand. So, yeah. you know. All right, you guys got to try not to fight that much because it, we're gonna we're gonna waffle too much otherwise. So uh, I, I'd say give it to Mort personally. Yeah, this okay. is actually uh, we're at our first break period, anyways. I think Matt's probably got to go tuck Let's in the kid. Um, yeah. So uh, why don't we take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay, we are back. We've got the names up of the official PC party going forward for now until they return back to this exact place where they can switch out from now. So we have uh, Darius, Mizophase, Avaricios, and Mort with Yost as Mort's retainer and Elizabeth as Avaricios. Uh, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Great. Fantastic. Okay. I now hand it over to you guys. Um, you can, during your resting time, as long as you don't do anything uh, strenuous like um, like like uh, like Upior was doing with uh, Larakim, you can do stuff and plan stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, assuming the, the um, I don't want to take too long with it, but this is where, like where you would sort of formulate your plan. You guys already have a plan, so why don't you tell us what you guys plan to do at 11 p.m. whenever you wake up refreshed and ready to go? Go, Matt. Go. Okay. Okay. We got this. We got this, guys. We here's our, here's our plan. We're gonna go up the pyramid. We are going to go down the pyramid. We have to cross that river. But the last place that we saw that dragon was right across the bridge. And it makes sense. It was good strategy on their part to try to park a dragon to watch that because that's the only safe 
route across the river. So our plan is to go up north of that a little bit, not cross over the safe bridges and get eaten by a dragon, but go up to the broken bridge, bridge that's a little bit south of the broken head. Use grappling hook ropes to get across the river up there. And then we're going to skirt around to the north because we know where the, um, the exit from the underground caves is near where the cave bear is. We're going to arch up there. We're going to wave to the cave bear, but not stop. And we're going to keep arching down above the above ground until we're going to come down from the north to the gladiatorial school from that direction. And how long is this going to take us, Matt? Uh, I have no idea anymore. <laughs> the, the, the time works out just it's perfect that this is this it's is perfect the, we calculated it i i got it but is it is this the great northern loop thing that we we're talking yes. about yes. okay the great the great northern loop that we uh, talked about okay so that um it depends but, on what your it depends on what your rate of speed is um and it also depends on if uh if, if it's clear sailing so assuming clear sailing no interruptions in this very extremely dangerous long forgotten ruins uh everything just goes dandy in the middle of the night um, and you're moving at top speed at a 120, it would take you two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. If you're moving at, uh, the, a slow speed, like 60, it would take you three hours and 20 minutes. Okay. I, I so, think that yeah, our, our plan was stripped down to get, to get to a 120 movement. So right. plan on that. Um, the, we can do. that, that is also not including the time that it takes to get across the bridge. Um, if the bridge can even be crossed. So, uh, 11 PM, it is nighttime. It is go time. Wait. According to Wait, what you, a... yeah. sorry, Matt, sorry, John, David's mm -hmm. waving his hand. frantically. Just because there's downtime here while everyone is planning. What is the duration of time that it would take for my surface to look at Ren's spell book and try to copy a spell or two? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought that was days. I thought it was like literally. I think, it's, I think it's days, but I just want to confirm. It's not overnight. Uh, give me one. Give me one moment, and I'll look it up. Okay, so we don't have a rule for that, so we're deferring for now. Um, but uh, we'll figure it out later. Okay, right, so I, I bet you got a rule for Oculus, though, John. Uh, yeah. What are you doing for Oculus? Well, so I'm imagining Yost is lying there, and that sword's looking at him, and he's looking at the sword, and he finally it's too curious for his own good and he picks it up ah okay uh all right touching me touching exactly. you you're gonna see Ren's visions baby be brief, Sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, handed sword never seems so good okay Yeah, no, I think, I think when when Ren picked it up, it only went like one guy back, right? Like you didn't get multiple. So it may just be Ren's memories. <laughs> you pick up a sword, <laughs> then you die miserably. <laughs> okay, so who's picking it up? Yost. Yost, what is the Yost alignment? Yost alignment is law. Okay, great. Okay, so what is his strength plus wisdom? Um, twenty-seven. Ooh. 27? Okay. To be an NPC in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Yost. Um, 
Uh, is he at 12? Is he, uh, is he at full hit points? He is, um, no. Okay. Roll one D four. What's that? Roll one D four. All right. Well, I wish I had thought of the hit point thing before I started picking things up. Okay. Four. That doesn't sound good. Okay. So, and you said your, your strength plus wisdom is what? 27. Yeah. 27 minus four is 23. Okay. Um, Okay, twenty-three. Okay, so oh, yeah, in charge yeah, you're, of your power. Yeah, you're okay. So yeah, uh, you you take off the covering off of Oculus, and immediately uh, Yost's mind is um, that it attempts to wrest control uh, of Yost. Um, but Yost, you are strong in both mind and body, um, and uh, you with a with barely a thought, you're like, no, I am the master, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you maintain control, or you take control of Oculus. Um, immediately you're infused with all of his, uh, all of Oculus's sensory abilities. And, um, yeah, you now are the bearer of Oculus. Sweet. And, uh, apart from being a two handed sword with sensory abilities, what are, does it have anything else? Uh, give me one moment and I will look. Okay. Sorry about all the stops and starts. Uh, so Oculus does what guys? Okay. So what David just told me. Is that it's a plus two two-handed sword, and at will, I can command the sword to detect evil or detect invisible in a ten-foot radius. Yes, ten-foot radius, and uh, it has an intelligence of thirteen and a will of four, and uh, it makes me dream of Onwear. You said, is that what it was? <laughs> you know, it's a very strange feature. We don't really know why. Uh, some sort of arcane connection between, uh, yeah. you know. First. Okay, first so uh, what do you guys do? Here. All right, carry out go the ahead, plan. Matt. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think we bid our fond farewells. We leave. Uh, we you know we promised one kind of hostage, and we left about twenty. Um, but we uh, uh, we're loaded up light. We're ready to go. We head up the stairs. Okay, so yeah. the goblins are a little bit disappointed that you still don't plan to go see the king. Um, but the uh, deal's a deal. You gave them the 20 golems, and so the whole troop uh, goes marching up the pyramid stairs as you exit out the top after an hour. Um, so we're starting at 11 p.m. Um, by the time you uh, actually emerge out into the open, it is midnight. Okay. Okay. Your, your window of opportunity for like to do operations here for whatever you plan to do. If you're basing it upon trying to do shit before the main cohort arrives with its three oxen led wagons from the broken head to the school to take all of that treasure away. Um, you have an opportunity window of uh, about nine hours right now. They plan to leave the broken head at 7 a.m. dawn and it'll take them about two hours provided that nothing happens to them uh, going the long way around across the two bridges um, over the Western wall and to the school. Uh, so they should, should arrive at around 9 a.m. So you have about nine hours, uh, most of which will be yeah. dark. Okay. So you merge up at the top. The goblins are super excited to see you again. They've got their torches out, um, and they have their patrols out, out into the city right now that is basically trying to collect food and things like that. But they're, but they love the whole notion. They don't know exactly what you're doing, but whenever you come up with like 20, like pretty heavily armed goblins, they're super excited. Like, <laughs> you know, amazing, like what's going to happen. Um, and they, uh, they tell you, um, 
you so before you go down as you're about to exit it down the stairs they point and they point up at the sky and they say look she roam yeah he roams and you and, dragon? and you see a, a, occluding some of like the starlight at various points is very tough to see because it's so dark out there right is you see a, a massive winged form and and and, and they point around in other places this guy and we don't know where they are but his servants roam as well oh, something fuck. something has disturbed him he usually doesn't he does usually doesn't fly at night mm. oh great be careful <laughs> I think a halfling has been up to something somewhere in his in his horde. That's probably the we we sure we don't want to burn down the broken end. <laughs> don't burn down the broken end. It could be ours in one night, you guys. I will tell you that the thing we did not factor on were the wyverns. We didn't even. Think I know. <laughs> it's fine. Well, okay, okay. We got you know we're we're a large party, but we can be very sneaky if we need to be. Right. Yeah. We can sure. uh, like the the only uh, the only light source that Av has he can you know is his uh, uh, holy symbol right now, so he can like cup that and cover that so that it only shines down around his feet. I, I hate that I'm asking this, John, but what phase is the moon in? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it's it. I don't know. It's it's a normal nighttime. Very. But what, for, one, what you know about one. most monsters, do you think that the light of the moon is really going to matter? No, I'm I'm wondering about if it's helping us navigate rather than them. I'm not worried about them seeing us. Oh, I'm you are. You're not worried about that. No, I, of course I'm worried about that. But <laughs> that's, that's not the point of this question. I <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> the, the point of this question is: is can we see if the moon is full? Then we would be able to see fairly well without torches and light, right? Uh, We're not in a heavy forest. You're going to need light to navigate safely. Okay, we're hosed. Unless you're, unless you're. I mean, oh no, Mort doesn't doesn't care. Well, what if twenty-one goblins? What if we do this? Twenty-one goblins. Yeah. Yeah, What if we do this? We each buddy up with the goblin to hold our hand, right? They can, they can see all right. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I don't want to weed. I don't want to wheedle too much, but you know, I do a little, a little bit. Uh, first comment, tangential. Don't worry, Mike. Only like two of us are over three feet tall, so we're fine. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> we'll just kind of lay atop them, and it'll be kind of like a lemming situation where they scurry us, you know, <laughs> across the plane. Second, second thing I'll say is, which I do think, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the annoying, annoying guy who's done a lot of night hiking here. Um, sources of light, like the guard tower and the Broken Head Inn, will be very visible on an open plane. So whether we can see a lot in our immediate sense in terms of like tripping over rocks and shit like that, or like stirring up a, a, a bear or whatever, something to attack us, we would see for like it, 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 to the degree of miles, both the tower and the broken head, if it isn't occluded by another shape. So in terms of orienting ourselves, in terms of general directions, we would see that if it isn't a foggy night, for instance, right? Like. Um, right. John can disagree with this functionally. Uh, what's more important? Uh, well, is all I want to know is what, what are you? What's yeah. your goal? What, what are you attempting to do by talking about this? Well, I, I think, think we're trying to not draw us. attention to us by having torches. Is what what it sounds yeah, like. That we should. We okay, should so travel I'm by just going to tell you right. I'm going to tell you right now. The dragon can see you. It has it has infravision. It can see you as bright points of light. Sure. sure. So sure. that said, does anything else matter? No. Let's just go. <laughs> well, it, okay. It so go. 
I think, I think the thing that concerns me is not that the dragon sees us, but that the uh, like burning head, you know, Cladre right. sees us. No, right. Yeah, okay. We are going to pass reasonably close to the broken head. On yeah, the broken head the river, but you know, like if someone was out watching across the river, they'd see a trail of torches go by and they'd say, what the hell is that? It's a sizable yeah, enough force yeah. that would cause suspicion. So it would be like okay. one person has a torch and not 20 might be one way we would solve that. Right. Right. And then just have like a line of contact, like Matt suggested, where everyone's like shoulder, okay. so, hand on shoulder kind of thing. I'll say See, it's I'll, I'll say it's bright it, enough. It, I'll say it's okay. bright enough that you don't need uh, torches and lanterns. Okay. Okay. And well, also, also, I mean, remember we have we have Av's light thing, so that emits much less heat than a torch would. So it could be more, uh, yeah, more subtle. I think John's right. point, though, Matt, is that he can the the dragon's infravision is potent enough that it just sees us twenty goblins walking across the field. But my other point would be too, and then we just should just move on. Is I actually think carrying torches outside would actually fuck up your night vision like really bad and make it harder yeah. to see. So anyway, he said we don't need torches. Let's just move on, guys. We're gonna do the plan anyway, right? Yep, pretty yeah, much. And I think I think I think we can duck in. I mean, they're ruins. <laughs> I think there are wait. ruins. I'll look at John's face. <laughs> there are ruins between us and where we're going, right? We can yeah. duck in and out. We can keep an eye up, right? We can see the dragon, like, you know, star, there's stars out there. We can tell if there's a, if there's a shape coming nearby. Keep an eye out and, uh, you know, duck Let's in the ruins. Let's make a beeline for the forest and hope that it doesn't see us. Come on. Let's go. I want to die before ten o'clock tonight. So, Let's do this. So you're not uh, you're not adjusting <laughs> you're not adjusting your course at all. You're heading um, pretty much. You're going to hew to the river, um, and then you're going to uh, basically go all the way up north to the Shatter uh, Bridge as as fast as you possibly can. The Shatter Bridge, I because I, I, I think the dragon's just going to keep a closer watch on the bridge where people would be crossing. Okay, so no, you no. so you you head out and down. I'm um, taking uh, and uh, you uh, you move quickly uh as quickly as you can what is what is your movement rate 120 oh, my guys are at 120 everyone's yeah, everyone has to be at 120 is that is yep. that yes. the case okay yes yeah all right um all right so let's see we are at the pyramid to the bridge is going to take uh, a single turn uh hustling along uh, the banks, you can easily tell as you move along the banks themselves that, um, uh, as you've known before, that the, the roaring swift river comes by you there at a rapid pace and your dread mounts as you think to yourself that what we're attempting to do is, is going to cross that over a broken span because you look at that and you see your deaths within. Uh, and uh, But that's the deaths below. Down on top, or I should say up on top, uh, you do indeed hear the walloping of uh, wings in the air close by as something huge and dark uh, flies above you. Okay. Can, can we hide in any, are there any ruins nearby that we can duck in? Uh, Yeah. I suppose there might be. Uh, I mean, the place is kind of scattered with ruins all over the place. Uh, do you you attempt to go into those ru into those ruins? Yeah. Okay, you go into the ruins. You attempt to hide. Dragon, I think we should try to hide. Outside, you hear a 
thunderous boom and I, uh, all of you are sort of knocked off your feet a little bit you're just like a boom, boom. um and wind just blows into the ruins scattering stones all around and uh, you hear a deep gravelly horrible voice say come out come out little piggies little piggies <laughs> or i'll blow your house down all right what, what? Why is, the, why is the dragon got to be a dick? I don't understand. <laughs> fear, fear rolls over you. And no, I need no, everyone except for oh. Avaricios to make a saving throw versus spells. Oh, oh man. This is not my strong point, guys. <laughs> no one's strong point. No, but I have a negative two for spells. Oh, holy shit. I rolled a 17. I rolled a three. Um, dice. Where'd my dice roll go? Here it is, John. I actually, I actually made it even with my negative two wisdom. Okay. Oh, I failed. Okay. Yost. Uh, Yost. Yeah. Sorry. Yost. Elizabeth. Oh, I forgot to look, uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, Yost also fails. Elizabeth. He cries a little bit too. Uh, hers. Is it- 16. Oh, that's a big fail. She rolled a two. Okay, so only Darius Darius uh, uh, made it and Avaricios didn't have to roll. Is that correct? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think All right. I think so uh, the uh, dragon fear rolls over you. It is intense and like nothing you've ever felt. The closest that some of you have felt of was, was the fear creature from down below. Um, but uh, it's much more intense, uh, and you basically, uh, your bowels turn to absolute water, um, and you are quivering in fear in the short the little patches of cover that you're able to find, and you are unable to talk or negotiate and do anything except huddle or run as far as you can in the opposite direction of that dragon. Those are your two choices. Um, so, huddle. <laughs> uh, Darius and Avaricios, who are able to maintain their composure are being beckoned outside by Crosternisterex, the great green dragon. Right. What do we do, Matt? All I right. mean, it's either it's either talk to it or it's game over. Like it's either we make a deal or this whole plan is shot and we should just like go go back to the goblins and just say, fuck it, we're gonna go buy you some gear and just move on from there. <laughs> We've got to talk to it. John, do I have no idea as a player, is there why do not why did uh Everyasus not have to roll? I, I don't know. Would he's you high, know. He's high enough level. Ah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, John, can we do this? <laughs> can you get eaten? Matt, what? Matt, what about this? We I still have my disguise ability as an assassin. Do I disguise myself as a member of the Wine Dark cohort? You don't, you, you don't say, have the time. time, man. <laughs> just pull out a cloak. It's going to take you a minute. I literally can just pull out a cloak for like like the Wine Dark cohort cloak or like a jerking or whatever you have that on you you if 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 you have time I, you could you could cobble something together mike but the, you know i mean you could take the time if you want to make the dragon wait oh uh, maybe not all right, <laughs> all right. i'm not saying i'm not, I'm not trying to squash more? your character abilities but i mean realistically like the dragon's know, like come I out God damn it. i thought having a magic like artifact uh <laughs> bag would just be like here's a disguise kit here <laughs> <laughs> so you're resourceful anyway, you could, you're, uh, okay yeah, yeah. 
let's do this, baby. All we right, got so, this, man. We can yeah, talk we, our we, way out of this. We've got to talk. So we tell everyone, okay, okay, stay, stay still. We're going to, we're going to uh, negotiate our debts. I mean, our, our safe passage. Okay. Um, so Avrishios will call out. Uh, 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 oh, oh, great. Uh, how do you have it? Krasternix? Krasternix? What's his name? Just call it your dread lord or something. You like can that. call, don't even, you can don't call him Kra- Kraz and just we'll pretend that you you said the whole name. Okay. Um, uh, oh, great and powerful Kraz. Uh, uh, I appreciate your willingness to to speak. Uh, I am Avaricios of Epirenus. Uh, I appreciate the audience. Um, I humbly ask for your safety while I appeal to you. Okay. So, uh, yeah. He hears your voice and he just, you just hear like a low, just like a, you know, deep inhalation and exhalation from beyond the runes. No, no answer. Just a, you know. Your power is, is legend. And uh, we uh, uh, approach humbly before your greatness. And he'll, he'll uh, step out probably to his doom and uh, bow greatly. Okay. His door is coming uh, as well. I mean. <laughs> You don't have to. What I'm saying is, you have you have free will, so you can. I I know, I know, John. So now the question is, is do I just make myself go invisible and run away? I, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> I will step out with him, but I will stay like maybe about five to ten feet behind him. Okay. And off to maybe about ten feet to the left, so that hopefully I'm not caught in the cone. <laughs> like that safety measure okay so uh you emerge outwards actually all of you including the you guys who are scared as well there is um uh uh uh, a distinct acrid smell in the air almost like a chlorine is is sort of the the smell that uh sort of uh, there right um and um when you emerge uh the two of you your entire sight in the darkness basically uh, and it's a little bit backlit by the fires from the pyramid and maybe the fires from the North Tower as well. It's basically dominating um, is uh, uh, basically sitting on its haunches is a huge, massive uh, green tinted uh, dragon um, wings folded at its side. It has uh, it's ancient and you can tell as not only by its size, but by the fact that it has like long tendrils. Um, like basically drooping off of its chin, like almost like a beard that just sort of sweeps, you know, from side to side. Um, it has uh, massive horns that are ivory in the light that are swept back low and back along its back, almost like a. Uh, it's it's actually I'm sorry, not low and back. It sort of goes high and then back like a, is that an ibex? Is that the name ibex? Yeah, like yeah. that. Like to, yeah, or, like, or close enough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, huge, massive nostrils that are flaring, basically. And it, it it's, brings its serpentine head down, like, right at your level without moving the rest of its body. And it blows, it exhales on you. Your hair blows back. And um, it's just a, a, a wretched stench of, of poisonous, like, chlorine uh, gas from deep within its body just sort of pours over you. You know, it's like, and you're just like, oh, God. You know, yeah, David. Is it fair to say in my abject terror because i do have fear that much like a person irrationally hiding from an atom bomb in these ruins uh mysophase would be 
basically like getting into the rubble and like trying to submerge themselves under basically what I want to be doing is like scrambling down, getting under rocks, maybe stacking yeah. some time, like doing anything I can to shield my body. Yes. From the fear of some sort of blast. Yeah. So I'm basically a- like digging under and stacking rocks and rubble above myself and burrowing as much as I can, like a sure. mole right now. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. In terror. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that's totally, totally legit. Yep. Um, okay. So uh, he's uh, he kind of comes down and he goes, you, I know I have heard of you. And he's like, and he turns his head sideways. So like, like one big whale eyes, just like peering at you, you know, just, um, and I, you, Avaricios is what he's looking at. I have heard of you. You are one of the leaders of this AV club. (laughs) (laughs) Avaricios looks at me like, I, I tell you, I am so honored to be heard of by someone as great and powerful as you. Ah, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled that you know of someone as 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 uh, lowly as I am. As you should be. Your group has something that is mine, and I greatly desire it back. It oh. is. Oh, what the. Uh- I'm 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 sh- absolutely shocked to hear this. This is unacceptable. You tell me what it is, and I will uh, do everything I can to make this right. It is a rod, golden in color, plain looking. My servants and he like he like swoops up his head and looks around and like growls in anger. Lost it at some point far in the past. And word has reached me that you now are in possession of it. Give it to me, and I will let you live. We don't have it Abs- on us now. Oh my! Yeah, hold oh on. my gosh! Find I, find it. I, uh, Nyal, Nyal has it. Nyal has it. Oh, does he? Um, yeah, and he uh, obviously it looks like him, like in shock. I cannot believe that is yours. This is such good news. We found that so long ago. We had no idea what that thing was. Really? And it belongs to the, to the, to the great class? Oh, my gosh. This is, I'll tell you what, we didn't know what to expect tonight, but this is probably the very best news. He, uh, he, I mean, he, he exhales in your look- face and he's like, you talk far too much. I may decide to devour <laughs> you just because you are so annoying. And wow. <laughs> wow. Do you All have right. the rod? Um, I have it in the pyramid right there. Um, can we send some guys to go get it for you? They'll be back in like, you know, uh, well, we've got to go down, come back up. It'll be about an hour. Two hours. Uh, maybe hour maybe down, two, an hour two hours. An hour to go down, an hour to come back up. But absolutely, yes, we have. We'll get it for you. Very well. There is something else I have heard that you have laid claim to. A great Mm -hmm. and vast hoard of valuable coins from the ancient Archontian Empire. Of course. Mm. I desire this as well. Now. The whole hoard? 
Yes. I want a, I want a <laughs> nice sidebar with, with Matt here and just like. <laughs> in front of the dragon. <laughs> no, not in front of the dragon. No, I you want can't to, do that. I want to be player to player, not character to character. Matt, you need to try and find out what kind of deal Estelle made with them because there's no point in anyone doing any of this if they're giving him the whole horde. I, I want uh, I want to point out one thing also to sidebar out of character. Saying yes and going into the pyramid and never coming back is the only way any of us live. Unless we <laughs> want to bring this back. So this is the greatest gift that John has ever given a lot of us. Don't okay, so if he, he agrees to let us go to try to retrieve this, it just means we can't come back up, which is another problem. But like Okay, so I give I, it to him. He, he yeah. okay. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna draw his, his speech, but basically, this is the way it goes with him. Okay, he is telling you. He he basically informs you that uh, he has been made aware that there that this horde exists. He knows around where it is. He knows that it's at the gladiatorial school. He also knows that he himself physically cannot get to it. So he really needs people who are capable of bringing that treasure out. So. He knows that you know that the Wine Dark cohort has been uh, hired to bring this stuff out, and he greatly desires. He greatly and he like looks really seriously at you. He wants them to succeed in bringing out all of that money. All right, um, and he says if you interfere with that operation in any way. If every last coin of that is not brought out by the wine dot cohort, your lives are completely forfeit. And you look into his eyes, and it's an absolute certainty. All right, um, that uh, it does not matter what you would do. He's bargaining from a position of extreme power, right? Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, so, yeah, that's what he's saying. So he says, "I know that you greatly desire it as well, but that treasure is mine. Do not mess with the wine dot cohort bringing it out." Go ahead, David. David is itching to say something. Could have fucking killed Estelle. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> two, two, two. Um, this is a blessing and a curse, guys. It's a it's a really meaningful option that we're being provided here in my mind, which is the two things they're requiring from us are in two different directions. Obviously, it's clear that the Wine Dark Tour is going to get fucking maimed. No. They're bringing dragon. the treasure to the dragon. Are you certain of that? I'm not 100% certain, no. but <laughs> Exactly. Either they're bringing it to the dragon or the dragon is waiting for them to emerge with it so it can take it from them. In either, in either case, we're not emerging with it above ground. No. So what's, occur what's occurring here in my mind is um, uh, essentially a galvanizing moment that says we can't come back, back above ground if we want to keep any of these things and not ally with the like align with the dragon, which means we can't interrupt with the wine dark or, or interfere with the wine dark. Nor can we like emerge from the pyramid without the golden rod, without this dragon showing up and going, "Fuck you!" Where's the thing I asked for? In a very gravelly John yeah. voice, that's very <laughs> sexy. Um, which is to say that we can do all, both of those things, but also. We can not do either of those things and just commit to not coming back up for a while until we're ready to approach it differently. But that, I think that is a big decision juncture we're, juncture we're hitting. I don't want us to like talk to the, to death about it, but I just wanted to point that out. Right? No, I, I think you have good points. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if 
I, I want to know, is the Weingar cohort bringing the treasure to him or is the supposition that the dragon's going to mug the shit out of them, shake them down for their milk money and then like take it all? Because if the Weingar co- cohort is bringing it to him, which seems weird because Estelle went and told him about this whole thing yesterday, right? So is if 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 they're hired to do this for the dragon, what are they being paid, and why can't we get paid that same amount? What guys? What if what if we? Okay, I'm just spitballing here. What if we offer? Because the the treasure, right? Whatever, a, an ally in this dragon would be amazing. What if yeah. we offer right now to go bring that treasure up and give it to him? Then he does because the wine dark could we could and we can tell him how do you know you can trust the wine darks they could come and attack you look at us where you know we can't hurt you let us go bring it up and let us give it to you we can do it right now I don't disagree but I, I don't disagree I, I genuinely think that's an interesting option I'm just throwing in thoughts right doing that depending on if the wine dark anyone else shows up does like have a a um the War of Five Kingdoms vibe, right? I'm getting a real um, uh-huh. End of uh-huh. the Hobbit vibe from this, which is incredibly exciting, and I fully support. But but all I'm getting at it is is we should we should be aware that like us offering to be agents of him, we should exchange if that's the deal some serious leverage from him over a Stellan Gronos and the Line Dark or whatever, right? If we're agreeing to do this for them, that's a big favor, right? I don't know. Maybe it's not. They don't care. They're going to kill us otherwise. But I guess my point about that is, is I don't I I find it really hard that we're going to be able to get any kind of significant leverage on the dragon because it's it's almost at the level of deus ex machina. Right. Like whatever that dragon wants to happen is going to fucking happen. And it's really hard. But here's the cool thing about that. The wine dark cohort and is still in Kronos. If the dragon mugs is still or the wine dark cohort. It's real easy to go find the survivors of the Wine Dark cohort and be like, Estelle and Kronos fucking sold you out. And we saw it happen. That's one, probably- one other one other thing, thing I'll say, because wine- I think what you just said is really important. Sorry, go ahead, Ted, you first. I've didn't she take Wine Dark cohort with her to meet with the dragon? Like See, four guys. You're right. That yes. one dude. But that one dude who is shifty. Right? Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah. Here's the other thing I'll say. Yeah. Which is the the supposition that you just made, Mike, which is very good, is that there's little, both for us and in general on this plateau, that could create leverage for a dragon whose power far outsizes any humanoid that we're aware of. Right. So the question we have to be asking ourselves right now is, what could Estelle and Kronos possibly offer a dragon to assuage it's fury here and then maybe all the loot from traveling adventurers that they're just taking straight to the dragon but then the question is are they making any profit wow what are the relations at play here now that make the burning head i keep calling it the burning head because i want to burn it down i guess it's freudian The, (laughs) the the broken head exists at all right in a, in a scenario in which the dragon and all their wyverms could just fucking wipe the plane, right? Which is exciting. It's a very exciting question. So this, it's, is a, it's exactly this is exactly what you're saying, Mike. This is a good point to take our, our second break as you ruminate on that, that kind of stuff, and we will be right back. Okay, we are back. 
All right. So uh, you are still discussing your uh, negotiation with the dragons, who was waiting on your every word. Um, so uh, I think Matt, you just got to go with us, man. You just got to <laughs> negotiate something. Matt, and- can you try and pin down if the uh, Windar cohort is working for him and see if we can work for him instead? Maybe that's maybe that's like our next step. Okay, yeah, I, I think that it would be easy enough to, um, you know, inquire of him how much he actually trusts these uh, wine darks to deliver for him. They're a very powerful force or very, you know, they could be, you know, a sticky, dangerous meal, you know, if they were to decide to turn on him and, you know, keep some of this treasure for themselves. Um, I would. I would add to that, Matt, that this may be, whether it's something you say explicitly now, this may be a good seeding phase if we plan to ally with the goblins and there's any makeup change in this whole space. That, like, if we with the goblins are helping them get this, we're making inroads at a possibility in the future that the goblins are on his side, right? right? So if we ever worry about Estelle or Kronos as, like, his ally, if the goblins are his, his ally, does he need them anymore, right? Like... There's some interesting possibilities there. I don't want to work. For and, and we know the goblins are going to spread everywhere. So that helps us. Right. Like anyway, it's something to think. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, I, I would kind of take that Avenue of discussion with him. How can you trust that these wine darks are really going to, you know, deliver to you what is due to you and could, you know, you know, we would be honored to try to do that instead. Let us work for you. Let it, we don't is, mind. We'll bring that up for you. Is that what we you tell him right in so now. many words? Mm-hmm. Do you tell and, him that? Tell, wait, Matt, play on his like evil dragon nature and be like, the reason why we are after it in the first place is because one of our colleagues betrayed us and we want revenge. And we'll take that revenge as our payment. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Pay- and payment so for I, what? I would explain. Yeah. Hmm? Payment for what? I guess. We don't we don't all we want is revenge. He can have yeah, all the gold, right? I feel like dragons are very transactional. I feel like he'll understand why we're doing this if it gets us our chance at revenge at the person who betrayed us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Even okay. more important than the gold that we were after is our revenge against this one little guy who betrayed us. Okay, so from the dragon's point of view, an ancient creature. It's been here since mm-hmm. the Archontian Empire was at its height, uh, or at least, right? And um, he looks at your he kind of views what you're kind of telling him uh, as uh, to to put it bluntly as faintly ridiculous. Um, He will, the only, the the only thing, and he's very blunt with you. The only thing I need you ridiculous creatures for is to get the gold out from underground, which I cannot get the moment it is all out. It's mine. It doesn't matter what, uh, what deals I have made with the wine dark cohort or Estelle and Estelle and Kronos. Um, and it certainly doesn't matter what deals that you are offering me. Um, you, that they pose no danger to me at all. If they betray me, I will destroy them and I will take what is mine. I'm going to take what is mine, no matter what they don't know that, but their lives are completely forfeit and I am taking it all because it's all mine. Um, and uh, that's the way it's going to be, basically, is, is how he, he kind of comes down on it. Um, he goes, I don't care about your revenge. Um, what, I, what I want from you, if you want to continue living, what I'm offering you is your lives, is that golden rod. 
That's what this I want is, from you. Uh, this is very, this is very fair. <laughs> Ask him what it's uh, for. I, I, I will, uh, I will offer something uh, additionally, if, 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 just in case. I know that it is difficult for someone, you know, of your stature to go underground. If the golden rod is needed for something underground, and you need agents to take care of that, we would be happy to do that. I, I mean, quite frankly, I've, he's wanted to talk to cross this whole time and this is a, a good opportunity and he's quite honest like i like i'd like this and he wants to offer to if that golden rod is useful for something underground we would be willing to do that for him he, he looks at you and he, he kind of snorts with laughter and he's like useful he goes it's not useful it's mine that's all that matters it's mine and i want it back Right. Um, and okay. uh, yeah, that's basically what he tells you. Okay. okay. That's a good Sounds answer. Like this not really interested in making any kind of deal other than fuck off or die. He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> have no to. deal, right? Yeah. He's the dragon. Yeah. 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 Like to make it, to be yeah. clear, the only, the only thing that he needs anybody for is to get it out off the ground. And he right. already has that wrapped up. He thinks. Right. right? So that's, that's right. say yeah. RIP to Varga right now. <laughs> um, Great Lord, and I'll say this: it was a Great Lord, and I'll I'll like bow and mm -hmm. be like, um, "What your what's yours is yours." Obviously, we will we 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 just want to watch it. <laughs> can we can we watch what you do to see your magnificence in action? Would that be uh, okay? We want to see um, the destruction that you wrought. Oh yes. when you retrieve when you retrieve what is yours uh, from the Wine Dark cohort. All, all I require is that you do not interfere. But oh, if you, no. yeah. But you are more than welcome to take a seat in the stands and watch the show. <laughs> ask if we may ask if we may go to the golden. Or I can't get the name of the inn right. tonight. The golden, the burning, the broken. <laughs> ask if we can go to the inn safely, so so that we may watch. Perhaps we, we got to go to the rod. I know. Okay, so we're going back to the pyramid. Doesn't matter. We're going to the pyramid. Yeah. And if we want to watch, we got to be out by the Glad School, right? So we're going to bring it up. I'm not watching. But, yeah. <laughs> what he will say is that he'll he'll give you he'll give you 24 hours, um, and he tells you that he, he gives you 24 hours. So we'll we'll say it's it's not really it's a little bit past that, but by by midnight tonight, right? Uh, so like there, you know, 24 hours. Um, uh, you must meet him at the Statue of Vool across the Bridge of Wisdom with the Golden Rod. Um, and if you are not there by that time or earlier, um, he will hunt you down and make sure that you die a horrible death with a golden rod. You you got to be there. That with sounds a horrible. Rod. Okay, uh, that's what he's okay. demanding. Um, so he's he he understands and believes that you don't have it on you because he just thinks that he's egotistical enough to know that to think that you would not lie about it if he was actually on you. Um, so uh, uh, that's the terms that he's giving you. He just assumes you accept. Okay. Them. Um. But uh, yeah, other than that, you are basically f uh, free to do what you want as long as you agree to his face that you will not interfere with the Windar cohort. Yes, sir. All right, <laughs> guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What we here's what I think we here's what I think we got to do. We go get the rod. We come back. We go to the. 
Oh, all right. So I'm not giving this dragon a rod. Straight up, not getting him a rod. <laughs> I already gave Light of the Necklace back after all the hard work I put into getting us down to the <laughs> Varden. I'm not also giving up the rod that I that I I, I found as well. This is something we should discuss at the pyramid. <laughs> all right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Just here. here not, in other yeah, words, is, we're not gaining is... anything from giving the rod in the immediate because he's already taking the horde. The horde is lost. We're done. We're not getting anything back from Cotswold. Okay. Well, go, listen, Ted, this, this go, is Ted, what I want to do. I'm not. I'm not saying. Yeah, go. You go, Ted. So uh, I, this is a little crazy, but um, we could we could get some of the horde. We go to the cave bear. We go underground. We do not walk above ground towards the gladiatorial school. We go underground and arrive at the gladiatorial school from the other end. We fill our packs. And we go back the same way. No one ever sees us get the gold. No one ever sees us near the gladiatorial school. But we could do it the time a lot. We wouldn't time. get much of it. We could get some of it. No, the dragon knows. We just told the dragon that the rod is in the pyramid and that we won't interfere with the horde. If we and then we head north. Full, if we yeah, had, yeah. If, if in full knowledge that they can see every move we do, we exit a bear cave with a bunch of large sacks and a floating disc. No, 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 come up in the broken head. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. We, we go, we go yeah, into the cave bear. We go, no, 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 down to the gladiatorial school. We fill our packs and we go, no, 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 no. And then we do not go back to the cave bear. We go to the broken head. From underground. They don't know how much is in that. Yeah, they don't know how much is in that horde. Or, or you could take, you could take whatever you managed to sneak and you could go, you could just disappear into the halls of art and bull and find somewhere else to put whatever you claim. Um, Ted is, that is correct though. That is, that that's a viable plan because you do have that window of opportunity before the wine dark cohort goes down there. Right. So like the dragon cross does not know cross has been told that there's a huge horde. He has no reason not to believe it. Um, mm. but, um, he doesn't know how much, how much yeah. he just knows yeah. it's a ton. Five is the same as 60 for him. He's just adding it to the pile, man. And here's the good thing about that dragon taking the money. It's really just a bank for us to get later because we are going to come back and kick that guy's ass. <laughs> yeah. About 15 levels or so, bro. I'm That's coming back. Spirit. You know? <laughs> I, I, okay. I like Ted's thinking. I'm going to, I'm going to offer a, uh, uh, not Cowardly? a counter offer, but a oh. caveat. Okay. If I'm going to get the horde and bring it up to the broken head with Cronus and Estelle and 20 goblins, I'm taking the broken head. Take it. Because because we have 24 hours to bring the the, the burning rod or the, the the golden rod to the dragon. So even if we don't take the broken head, we are not returning to the broken head in 24 hours without bringing the, the, the rod to the dragon. Which means if we go to the if we go get this horde, we we emerge without emerging out overland to the broken head. We stash the horde in the broken head, I guess, in full knowledge that Estelle has a relationship with the dragon. We then leave to the pyramid without it, or we leave with it. We are now in the pyramid, and, 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 our, and our retrieval of anything from the broken head is conditioned on us bringing the golden rod to the dragon, which means we are bringing the golden rod to the dragon, more valuable, it sounds like, than even the, the horde. We're getting a partial portion of the horde that is attached to the, the companions of the dragon, who we do not know that will, will not just go, hey, they brought the part of the horde back to the inn, you should kill them anyway. We saw them. We l we're looking at it right now in our end, right? Yeah. So for us to like prevent that information leak, we need the, the goblins now to to 
literally hold hostage Kronos and Estelle while we yeah. figure out our next move. Well, In other words, it's an well, escalating choice. I should point out that the as we as we understand it, the tunnel doesn't come up in the inn, it comes up in the stable. Yes. So we may be able to, you know, hide, stash, disguise, bury. Other, you know, or bury the stash before anyone even realizes we have it. The 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 caveat will be okay. that we we will blow our cover. When we come up in the stables, if there's anyone there, they'll know that we know about the tunnel. Which I think we've hinted to them that we know about it, but they don't know for sure. And again, we don't even have to yeah. bring it all back to the broken head. We can literally stash it somewhere in those tunnels down there. Anywhere. Yeah. Guys, I, I agree with can... all these, but again, what is the dragon thinking watching us not go to the pyramid, disappear, and emerge from the broken head in a different place than than than, than they expect? He's we tell him we want to watch him wreck the wine dark cohort, is what he's thinking. Yeah. Here's 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 what I what I was gonna propose, right? Let's go and get the rod. We we go down there, we get the rod, we come, we come back up. Then we can go, we can decide if we if if we want to give it to him now, if we want to give it to him later, it, it doesn't matter. We're gonna give it to him when we want to. But if we go then, because you know, we've we've capitulated, right? We've we've agreed. So we go away from the gladiator school, like Ted was saying. We go away from it, we go up north. You know, that's not where he knows that it is. We go north. We go into the cave bear. We have the rod so that we can give it to him whenever we want to, if we decide to do it. Right. Then we go down there, get as much of the hoard as as we want. We can you know, we can put 500 of those coins with 5000 gold in Laryl's sack. All by itself, right? right? Then we can hide some of it. We can collapse that little tunnel uh, that leads to the bigger tunnels. So and let and then let the wine dark cohort take the rest of it up to the dragon for them to get eaten and him have the rest. All right, David goes first, and then I have something I want to say. But I bet I you David this, and I are saying I say this with the deepest love for everyone because yeah. I do adore you guys. Why are we in this position now?